0: Welcome to the Vanessa G Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine, or having a body you love, well then girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Pozos and here with me is Omar Pozos, my co-host, and today we are, we're all bundled up because it is a (laughs) It's a cold fall day in Florida.
1: I was going to say, can you please tell us what a cold fall day in Florida is like, It is currently
0: 68 degrees at this moment (laughs) as we are recording.
1: Some people are probably shaking their head. They're like, seriously, what is wrong with this Yeah, I think it's
0: starting to snow around the country right now as we are recording this. It is, you know, what is today, the first day of November?
1: November 1st.
0: Yeah, wow. So we're, we're recording this one a little bit ahead of when we will drop it out, but... Wanted to share that little tidbit for our fellow Floridians out there who are just barely surviving this cold. <laughs> and for those of you up north who are rolling your eyes at me, I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you live in Move the Move to
1: Florida. Come to Florida.
0: Yeah. Well, today we're, we're not here to talk about the weather. We are here to talk about the absolute best way to avoid falling off with your macros. And so essentially what made me think about this is... I was thinking about why is it that um, some people start to fall off track when it comes to tracking macros after a period of time. And I have a little bit of a theory. I Ooh, think that a big... Please
1: enlighten us with your theory.
0: Yeah, I think a big part of what causes people to fall off track is that they might be, they may or may not be planning ahead for what they are going to eat, but what they aren't doing, whether or not they're planning ahead, is they're probably not planning ahead considering different days where they might be more hungry or less hungry. And so when a lot of times when people get a set of macros, so if those who are maybe new to tracking macros or maybe are completely unfamiliar tracking macros, that's when you have a protein target, a fat target, and a carb target, a certain amount of each that you are aiming to hit within a range every single day. And so when it comes to hitting these numbers, what a lot of people don't realize is that you can actually hit these same numbers on days you are more hungry, and on days you are less hungry. As long as you plan for it.
1: Mm, okay, break that down for us because um, I I'll, I'll be the first one to say it. Hands up! Like I I'm not a planner, and I I don't do that. And I for the most part, and if my coach cat is listening to this, I'm sorry, but I I wing it. And what I mean is. Um, for the most part, I have the same breakfast every day. So I'm like, okay, well my breakfast is already covered. Um, My lunch, sometimes, you know, we'll have the prepackaged meals. Sometimes we'll grill out on a Sunday and, and have the meals ready. But then at night, when sometimes I am a little hungry and I didn't plan, I end up kind of sitting around and be like, oh man, like I wish I had, you know, some more calories or man, you know, I, um, I wish I hadn't eaten that protein bar this morning because I could have used those calories now. So that's, that's me. And and that happens to me. So yeah, break that down. Like, what do you mean by like, you know, depending on your hunger or, or depending on, you know, how hungry you are, tell me about that.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is our hunger levels are not going to be the same day to day. And that's because so many different variables affect how hungry you feel, how much of an appetite you have. You know, it might be that some days you're more stressed. And for some people, stress can turn into you stress eating, you being more hungry. For some people, stress shuts down their hunger cues. That, that's actually most people I find is actually during a stressful day. They aren't very hungry. They don't find themselves wanting to eat. They tend They're to forget on meals. something else. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, sleep affects hunger levels. So like if you have a poor night of sleep, you might find yourself hungrier the next day. Um, your activity levels, of course, are going to affect your hunger levels. If you have a more active day, you know, like I was just telling Omar, I'm like, gosh, the past few days I've been a little bit more hungry than normal because I've been doing a lot more than normal, you know, actually increasing my amount of working out I'm doing, pushing a little bit harder. And then I just threw in a a yoga class for fun yesterday with a friend. And I was like, Oh man, feeling it today. Feeling a little tired, a little hungry, a little bit more like my body is, is craving a little bit more nutrition, which is normal and expected when you do have a little bit more of an active day. So even if you're somebody, maybe you're a mom and you might have just like happened to have a more active day with your kids, that might translate to you being more hungry that day or the next day. Um, There's, there's tons of variables that can affect how hungry you feel or how hungry you don't feel on different days. And so where this can become a problem is let's say you are like the perfect planner. You know, you meal prep your entire week of food on Sunday and you're like, man, I am so on top of things. I am amazing meal prepped out, you know, seven days of food. I don't have to think about a thing. And then you Monday you're like, boom, crushed it, ate all my food, crushing it. Tuesday comes around and suddenly you're like, Oh, I'm not very hungry today. And so maybe your breakfast, you're like, I don't really want to eat this yet. I'm going to wait. And then after a couple hours, maybe mid-morning, you decide, okay, now I'm going to eat breakfast. Then maybe lunch comes and you're like, now I feel like I just ate breakfast. I don't really want to eat lunch. Then maybe you skip lunch. And then now you find yourself come, you know, afternoon or maybe even dinner time. You're like, I am so behind my macros. I can't possibly hit this. Now I feel overwhelmed. I'm a failure. Now I'm giving up on myself. Stressed out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where people give up and that's where they fall off track. Or it could be the opposite. Like, you know, Omar was giving an example of, okay, he tends to eat a lot of the same things every day, which is not necessarily a recommended thing to do. Um, But he may eat the same things day to day. For
1: breakfast. I'll I'll change it up around lunchtime or dinner, but for breakfast for the most part.
0: Yeah, but again, if we're not um, thinking and considering how we feel day to day, what might happen is now we eat like our quote unquote normal breakfast, maybe our like normal-ish lunch. And then we find ourselves at dinner we like, God, I'm way hungrier than normal, but I didn't leave enough macros for the kind of meal that I actually want to have right now. I want to be able to eat a lot of food. And now you end up either making that decision of like, all right, screw my macros, not going to hit it. Now again, you kind of go down that spiral of like, oh man, now I'm a failure. I I messed up. I might as well just stay off track the rest of the week or the rest of the weekend, and that's how we can end up in this cycle of falling off track, getting back on track, falling off track, getting back on track. Yeah. Nobody um, wants to be there.
1: Well, to be totally honest, this isn't my fault. Here's what's happened, right? So, we just hosted our retreat at the beginning of October and After the retreat, we're always left with all these snacks. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, they can't just sit here. I can't give them away. Honestly, we should have given them away for trick-or-treat. But (laughs) – I have all these snacks at home and they're like, you know, these little like protein bars, fiber bars, you know, like nut packs and all that stuff. Like granola so, and things. yeah, granola and stuff. And instead of me, like you said, going for volume and maybe adding some extra veggies, some you know, leafy greens and all that stuff to my meals. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to have a quick bar in between calls, in between meetings. And so, yes, because they are more calorie dense, they pack a bigger punch. By the end of the night, I'm like, oh man, I'm only left with like, you know, six, 700 calories instead of like eight, 900 calories that I normally do. So that's what happens to me. So it's not me. It's the fact that, you know, I'm trying to help us out and, you know, somebody's got to eat the snacks.
0: <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. You're just really doing us all a favor over here. That's what just, I do. You're just, man, I, edit. I didn't realize how tough this has been on you. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a lame excuse. It is not yeah. it is absolutely But I mean that makes fault. total
1: sense, right? So it's 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 my own doing that the fact that I'm uh prior or not prioritizing high volume foods and instead I'm, I'm going for calorie dense foods that, you know, don't keep me full as longer, so I have to eat a little bit more constantly and so on and so forth. Yeah, and by yeah. the end of the night I'm starving and I'm like, what the hell? You know, what's wrong with me? And I, I turn inward and and instead of me looking at the other side of things is like, how can I plan? How can I get better at this?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So then let's talk about what is this incredible way to avoid falling off track with your macros. Omar kind of already started to allude to it there. So what we want to do is when we are planning ahead for what we're going to be eating, because it is, we do want to plan ahead. It is absolutely amazing to pre-track your food, especially if you're new to tracking macros. I really, really highly recommend that you pre-track a day in advance. Can
1: I but- add something really quick to the, the planning ahead? Um, yeah. And I, I won't take too much time, I promise. But I think the biggest thing to what, planning ahead does is it gives you freedom because if you've already pre-tracked a meal and let's say you're going out to eat with your friends and you've already pre-tracked that you're going to have a drink or two, it takes all the guesswork out of the equation. And then instead of you having to be so focused on what am I going to eat? What does the restaurant look like? What does the menu look like? You can just be present and actually enjoy the meals. So that's part of why I personally like planning ahead. I haven't gotten, I haven't been as good um, so far with it, but I think that's the biggest thing that nobody really talks about, just the freedom and like the ease and the the relief of you not having to, you know, figure out what you're going to eat right there and then. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. And I will say, too, you, you know, you said I haven't been good with it so far. I think oh, what you might coaching. is I haven't been great at this for a while because yep. the thing is you've been tracking macros For a very long time. And so I really recommend tracking, pre tracking ahead of time when you are new to tracking macros. If you've been experienced, if you've been doing it for a long time and it still helps you to do that, absolutely continue to do it. But I don't want people to feel overwhelmed thinking like that's something that they have to do forever. It's more of like training wheels for learning to track macros, pre track your food ahead. Because over the course of time, as you just get time and experience with tracking, you're going to learn what types of foods contain what types of macros. You're going to start to be able to eyeball, oh, there's my fat source, there's my protein source, there's my carb source, this has about this many carbs, this has about this many fats, so that you can actually in your head start to almost like pre-track things because you can plan ahead of like, okay, I know I'm going to be eating XYZ for my meals tomorrow, and you have an idea of where those macros put you to where you don't have to actually physically pre-track them as much. So I do want to clarify that part, but- more so what I was saying before. So the best way to avoid falling off track with your macros is manipulating what we call food volume. So food volume, volume is literally means the amount of space that a food takes up. So essentially think about foods like vegetables. Vegetables are what you would consider a high volume food, especially like green vegetables, fibrous vegetables, leafy greens, like a bowl of spinach takes up a you know a big, massive bowl, but it's gonna be very low calories. So it takes up a lot of space for very little calories. Compare that to something simple like rice. obviously, yeah, okay, rice. Rice is gonna be low volume in comparison to the bowl of spinach because the same amount of calories from rice is gonna take up very little space compared to that amount of calories from spinach. That's going to be a a huge freaking bowl to equate the amount of calories. So when it comes to planning ahead for these different types of days where some days we're hungrier, some days we're not as hungry. What you want to do is keep on hand prepped in your fridge or like in your pantry, different types of food options that give you options for low volume meals and options for high volume meals. So if we want to, let's say, you know, Come um, one morning, you had planned to, normally you're eating like a omelet every day and that's kind of like your go-to is like, oh, I love to put together some sort of omelet. One day you wake up and you're like, I'm not very hungry this morning, but I know that it's important to give my body the right nutrition, give it the nutrients it needs. So even though I'm not physically hungry, I'm still going to make an omelet here that is just very palatable, that is more low volume, meaning it's very nutrient dense, it's more calorie dense and it's still giving me the nutrition I need, but I don't have to eat as much. I don't have to like stuff myself and feel like, oh God, now I'm so full because I didn't want to eat in the first place. So in that case, I might reach for making like a whole egg omelet, maybe add some cheese, um, probably don't do too much vegetables other than maybe like put some spinach in there because spinach really shrivels up. So it's like, I'm still getting my, my greens, I'm getting my, my vegetables in that omelet, but it's not taking up very much space. And maybe I have that with a side of potatoes, um, and that right there could be my meal. So I have my, my fat, my protein, my carb all there together in my, my greens. But then on another day I wake up and I'm like, gosh, I am ravenous this morning. I feel like I could just,
1: ravenous. I like that word. Yeah. I could
0: just eat <laughs> everything. I could eat literally anything right now. Well, that's where it's like, okay, now let me look at what are my other options that I can still eat this same meal. So I'm not having to like start from scratch, be like, what could I possibly create for breakfast today? It's more of like, okay, I'm still gonna make my omelet, but I want to get as much volume as possible here. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to swap the whole eggs for egg whites. So I'm still getting my protein source, but now what I can do is because I'm essentially separating my protein source from my fat source, because an egg is both fat and protein, egg white is just protein. Now, if I do an egg white omelet, I can actually have fats from adding in some cheese, maybe adding some avocado on top. It's like I'm getting more volume out of my fats and I might add a lot of extra vegetables into that pan. Instead of just doing the spinach that shrivels up and gets really small, I might want to add some bell peppers that don't shrivel up and still take up a lot of space in my stomach. I might want to add um, some like onions with the bell peppers. Like you can get creative with it, have fun, throw in lots of vegetables to get lots of good filling, fibrous, high volume food. And then again, on the side, I can still have the potatoes, but now maybe I'm having it's before I was, you know, putting my potatoes like cooked in oil so I can get some extra calories. Maybe now I'm having them like dry cooked straight out at the air fryer. Like there's different ways to eat the same food, but manipulate how you are getting your calories so you can feel like you're eating more.
1: Yeah. And I really liked your point too, Ness, on, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single morning. You don't have to buy, you know, new groceries. You don't have to redo the whole process. It's just about tweaking a couple of changes. It it really comes down to, you know, like working smarter, not necessarily harder, you know?
0: Yeah. And this is why it's important just to keep several different types of protein sources and vegetable sources, carb sources, keep these things on hand so that you aren't having to like, you know, like you're saying, just completely start over, reinvent the wheel, but you have different options to give yourself more filling meals or less filling meals. It's like another example for breakfast, maybe on a day that I don't really want to eat, I'm going to have a smoothie because I can throw a bunch of stuff in there. I can add nut butter in there for some extra calories. I can add a ton of fruits. I can pick the fruits that are higher carb. I can add more like mango in it, Um, like really, really stuff it with things maybe and throw some dates in there. Like you could really make that a high calorie smoothie, but it's very, very easy to digest. It's very, very easy to just get down. Like you're just sipping on it. Whereas on a day that I am hungrier, maybe I make a yogurt bowl. Maybe I do some like 0% fat-free Greek yogurt. And I add some different fruits on top. I do some more like low carb fruits, like, um, add some berries on top. I might, Let's see, maybe I add some like whole nuts instead of almond butter because the whole nuts in themselves are a little bit, Slower digesting, a little bit more filling.
1: I've been adding some uh, coconut flakes to mine, yeah. just because again, it, it, it's a little bit more filling. And um, I think too, one of the things that I've noticed is the less processed the food is, the longer it's going to take for your body to digest it, and the exactly. longer it's going to take for you to get hungry again, right? So, like you were saying, if we're throwing everything in a blender, doing a smoothie, it's already processed, it's already done. So you're probably going to be a little bit hungrier or hungrier faster than if you had had that omelet with the potatoes and the whole food. So that's something that has made a big difference for me. It's depending on how I'm doing or what that activity level has looked like for me. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. And right now it's been the bars and the granola bars. So it's been all very processed stuff, but I need to work on working on the less processed stuff, more leafy greens, more veggies, just to, again, same amount of calories, but it's just more volume.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's like on the days that you aren't hungry, drinking calories. Um, eating calories from like, you know, still whole food based, but like more packaged snacks, like Omar's Mm -hmm. referring to those types of like freeze dried fruit bars, like compare eating that whole fruit versus having the little like freeze dried fruit, fruit bar where it's like a couple pieces of fruit all poured together and just like dried out. It, that's not very filling at all. So on a day that you are hungry, not a great idea to reach for the freeze-dried fruit bar because you're going to still feel hungry after you eat it, as opposed to if you just eat the whole fruit itself. Yeah.
1: Like for example, watermelon, you can eat like 300 grams of watermelon. It's massive. It fills you up and it's probably like 150 calories. Yeah. It's not very much Exactly.
0: At all. Exactly. And like, again, this does not necessarily mean that you just can't eat the foods that are like more fun for you, that are really tasty, that you're craving on the days that you are hungrier. It just means that maybe you look at some of the different things you're eating to see, okay, how far can I spread these calories? So like maybe like, for example, I've been on a huge um, avocado toast kick lately, loving like the fresh sourdough bread from Publix, make my little piece of avocado toast in the mornings. But some days I'm like not very hungry at all. So on those days, I'm going to drink my protein source from some bone broth on the side with my avocado toast. But on the days that I am hungry, I'm not going to drink my calories. I'm going to make a side of egg whites with some veggies in it. And that's super filling along with my avocado toast. So easy example of like, I can have avocado toast both days, but I might look at how far can I spread the total calories for this meal to make sure I'm actually eating, like chewing as much of those macros as possible. Yeah. Um, I want to give maybe a couple other ideas for some like different ways to manipulate volume for some different meals. What do you think?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Awesome. So for lunch, um, some examples of things that I see people like to eat that maybe they're like, oh man, like why did I eat this? Now I can't hit my macros. So like a burger, for example. I love a good burger it's, it's an, it can be a really good option if you are like making it fresh, but if you're like picking it up from a fast food place, not going to be the highest quality, not saying you can't have it, but it's probably not the most nutrient dense, but like, let's say you have a grill at home, get yourself a good, like grass fed burger patty, some like fresh high quality cheese, a good bun. Like you can make it super nutrient dense and really, really good for your body, especially on a day that you're not very hungry. And if you're like me, love a good burger, like that can be a great option for a day that you're just like, I don't really feel like eating anything, but you're like, oh, don't feel like any eating anything, but the burger sounds pretty good anyway. However, on a day that I am hungry, I'm probably not going to eat a burger because I can definitely tell you I'm still going to want more food after I eat that burger. So in that instance, what I'm probably going to do is maybe make a burger bowl. It could be a burger salad. I could just literally make like a fun salad with like all the different types of burger ingredients mixed in there. Um, you could make a burger rice bowl where you could actually just do a little bit of rice, which is probably going to be a little bit more voluminous than eating a burger bun. Um, there's a lot of good ways to kind of mix some of those things in there.
1: Yeah. I know even in the past we've done like when I've really started to, you know, lower calories uh, if if I'm like in the process of trying to lose some weight. Um, I know we've always incorporated like instead of doing 120, 130 grams of just jasmine rice, we'll do like 40, 50 grams of jasmine rice, and then we'll incorporate some cauliflower rice yeah. or we'll do some quinoa, whatever that is. Um, and that's helped tremendously because I, I like volume. I like to eat. So to me, it tastes the same. Um, and again, you're getting less calories, more volume, and sh- everybody wins.
0: Yeah. I also, I really find for me personally, and this is where like at analyzing your own kind of behavior patterns can be really helpful for you in planning how to hit your macros. It's so like for me, and I think Omar's the same way, Oftentimes, we'll find that on weekends, we like to eat our dinner, like in front of the TV, yes. relax, good, watch some good Netflix. And in that What do you instance, mean I'm the
1: same way? Like I do the same thing that <laughs> you do. So yeah. <laughs> well, I,
0: I didn't want to speak for you there. <laughs> But um, that's a time where I'm like, yeah, if I'm sitting eating my meal in front of the TV, like I kind of want my meal to like last me as long as possible. So in that instance, I'm like really manipulating volume to make it a nice big meal. But a lot of times on weeknights, maybe I'm like working late. Maybe I'm just kind of tired. I like have other things I want to get to want to go on like a walk or just some different things going on. And I don't want to sit and feel like I'm eating forever. Yeah. So in that instance, that's where I might be purposely making my meal a little bit more low volume. So like, for example, you were saying... You know, you can manipulate rice, switch it out with cauliflower rice or do like a 50-50 mix. Um, Another thing that could be Spaghetti
1: squash is another great one. Yep,
0: spaghetti squash in place of spaghetti or just like different pastas. Um, But even things like protein sources, eating chicken breast with a like fat on the side, adding like some avocados or some sauces or some cheese with it versus eating chicken thighs. Chicken thighs is a good way to get in, you know, a little bit more calories per your- Per, per punch, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah. Even the things like, for example, you know, ground beef, like you can buy an 85% uh, meat, 15% fat. You can do like 90 10. I know for turkey, you can go all the way to like 99% uh, meat, 1% fat. Like it, you can tailor it according to what you need. But I think too, one of the things that this does is, especially for the busy moms out there, the people that have a lot going on in their day-to-day life, like it, again, knowing this little trick and knowing how to change the the different volumes of different types of foods, it just gives you, again, I go back to that word flexibility and freedom because knowing that you're like, Hey, I have, you know, a, a good bit of food that I have to eat and I'm on the run. I'm at my kid's soccer practice. I'm taking little Timmy to, I don't know, whatever he's doing you can stop by at, you know, either a a grocery store or a a fast food place, whatever, and you can pick and choose the different variety of foods to help you along the way. Like, I guess what this does and what I I think is so important to show is you don't have to be tied to a specific meal plan. You don't have to be tied to eating the same thing over and over. There is a different way to do it depending on you, your needs, and just your daily lifestyle, you know?
0: Yeah, also I mean it's, it's really good for your gut health, for your yeah. overall health to be eating a variety of different types of food so if you're the person who just eats chicken and rice and broccoli for like every meal week after week you're going to really find yourself with some gut health issues. But if you're giving your body variety, you're switching it up, eating different types of meats, eating different types of carb sources. Sometimes you're eating the, even when it comes to rice, maybe sometimes you eat the brown rice, sometimes you eat the white rice. When it comes to bread, sometimes you eat the sourdough, sometimes you eat the the whole grain bread. Sometimes like eating all these different varieties and different types of foods is really, really good for your body to get variety as well. And I think it really just in general keeps people more on track with their goals because it's less boring, and that's the magic of tracking macros. Because you can eat any food. Like we were saying, if you love burgers, you can have burgers. If you love pizza, you can have pizza. But you can manipulate volume to where, on the days that you are know, okay, I'm a little bit more hungry right now. It's a priority for me to hit my macros, and I want the pizza. I'm gonna have one slice of pizza and a side salad. Whereas other days, you're like, man, I feel like I'm just don't really want to eat very much. And now I want that pizza. Now I can have three slices of pizza. Like we can manipulate things to actually eat the foods that are more calorie dense and have that work within our macros that we can still hit our goals, still hit our macros and be on track towards, you know, having the, the body and the health that we want to have. I love it. Yeah. So I have a lot more ideas on different ways to manipulate food volume, different food swaps, different things. If you want some more ideas, just hit me up on Instagram. I can like send you maybe just a whole list. Um, happy to share that, but I don't want to just keep this podcast episode going forever because I'm just listing out food types and different things. So if that's helpful for you, feel free to shoot me a message. Just say, hey, I'd love the uh, food volume, food swap list. And other than that, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope this was helpful for you. If you ever have any issues with hitting your macros, feel free to hit me up. I'm always happy to help Um, just figure out what is kind of preventing that from happening and talk you through it, coach you through it. Um, But we will be back next week with another great episode. See you guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.